This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to Done and Done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this podcast journey, all things Dominic Dunn, where nothing is linear and everything is connected. We are continuing on this week with Truman Capote and the High Society Six, Truman Capote's High Society Swans, and in this episode, we're going to pick up the thread with Gloria Guinness. Considered to be one of the most elegant women of all time, Eleanor Lambert, the founder of New York Fashion Week, the Council of Fashion Designers of America, the Met Gala, and the International Best Dressed List calls Gloria Guinness the most elegant woman in the world. With her beautiful and incredibly long neck, Gloria was one of Truman Capote's swans. Truman said she was one of the three greatest beauties in the world, who were the other two, Babe Paley and Greta Garbo. Gloria worked her way into fame and enormous wealth through a series of expertly planned and lucrative marriages. Gloria also worked as a contributing editor to Harper's Bazaar from 1963 to 1971. In addition to her beauty and elegance and style and wealth, Gloria Guinness was known for her quick sense of humor and irreverence. Gloria was not very much the type of the day. Gloria's small, brunette, exotic looking. She's not the busty blonde of the time, but Gloria Guinness, there's just no one else quite like her, as her four husbands and the world of high style and fashion will attest. Gloria is quoted as saying, I've never worn costume jewelry in my life. It's really very self-defeating. Why should a man buy a woman real jewelry when she wears false pieces? Gloria Guinness is the real deal. Let's investigate. Gloria Rubio Ialatore on August 27, 1932. It's kind of interesting here. The details of Gloria's childhood are a little unclear as she invented some of those details. You get a lot of stories about her background. Some of these stories Gloria tells about her origins are that she was born in Veracruz and her father was a revolutionary killed in action during the Mexican Revolution. Another tale is that Gloria's mother was a laundry maid or seamstress. In truth, Gloria Guinness was born in Guadalajara to a wealthy and prominent Mexican family. Her father, Jose Rafael Rubio Torres, was a journalist. Gloria's mother, Maria Luisa Dolores Alatore Diaz, was a member of the local social elite. Gloria's family loses everything during the Mexican Revolution. This is through the decade of 1910 to 1920. And at this time, Gloria had to fend for herself. During her teenage years, Gloria works in nightclubs. She learns how to use her extraordinary beauty to her best advantage. During this time, in addition 
Gloria also learns how to expertly seduce men. Some suspect that she earned money, perhaps doing sex work, but it's not clear if that's true or if Gloria was just taking advantage of wealthy men's desire to spend a little time with a young, beautiful girl. Gloria was beautiful, no doubt. It doesn't take long for this pretty girl to find her first marriage. Marriage number one happens in March of 1933 to the Dutch-born Jacobus Hendrik Franciscus Schultens. Old Jacobus was a sugar factory superintendent in Veracruz. Gloria was 20. Her groom was 47. It is pretty clear that Gloria saw this marriage as an escape from Mexico and does not hesitate to take this opportunity to GTFO. Needless to say, the marriage doesn't last long. While Schultens had enough money to get Gloria out of Mexican nightclubs and to Europe where she wanted to be, he doesn't have nearly the kind of money needed to provide Gloria with the lifestyle she desires. These two marry in 1933. They are done by 1935. But no worries, Gloria's going to marry again, this time on the 3rd of October, 1935, too. Goodness. <laughs> this is a long name, friends. Franz Egon, Maria Mainhard, Engelbert Pius, Aloysius, Caspar Ferdinand Dietrich, 3rd Graf von Furstenberg Nerdrigen. Poor Franz Egon is never going to find a personalized keychain with that. In understandable terms, we're going to call him Franz Egon, the Count von Furstenberg. Gloria and Franz marry October 3rd, 1935 in London, which will in turn make Gloria German nobility. Von Furstenberg has a daughter, actress Betsy von Furstenberg, from his first marriage. This marriage with Franz and Gloria produces two children, Dolores in 1936 and Franz Egon Jr. in 1939. It is during this marriage that the rumors of Gloria being a Nazi spy originate. She and Count von Furstenberg were friends with Hermann Göring and Adolf Hitler. These enduring rumors that Gloria worked as a spy during World War II are long-lasting. The rumors have not gone away. There are several credible reasons that this actually could be true. Gloria had been known to be friends with Hitler and other important Nazis during her marriage to Count von Furstenberg. Gloria had no valid passport and was legally stateless. Gloria has been mentioned in nonfiction books by Aline Griffith, Countess of Romanos. Aline Griffith claims to have been a friend and fellow spy with Gloria Guinness. Gloria will live in neutral Madrid toward the end of World War II, which would allegedly make espionage easier. But there is a husband change during this time. At the beginning of the war, 1940, Franz is out, but don't worry about Gloria. She's really never without a man. By 1942, Gloria gets married for the third time. This time her groom was Ahmad Abu El Fatou Fakri Bey. Ahmad was the grandson of King Fahd I of Egypt and the only child of Princess Fakia of Egypt and her first husband, Mahmoud Fakri Pasha. Now, husband number three, Ahmad, was charming, very, very charming, but not at all wealthy. Not a whole lot is known about this marriage of Gloria's. 
except that she and Ahmad lived in Cairo and married in 1942. They divorced in 1949, leaving Gloria to the husband that really makes a difference in our story for our purposes today, her fourth and final husband, Thomas Lowell Guinness. Lowell Guinness is an extremely wealthy banking magnate. It was through this marriage that Gloria becomes a famous socialite. Marriage number four occurs in April 1951, and helpfully, it is Lowell Guinness's wife. Her name is Lady Isabel Manners, who sets Gloria up with her fourth husband. See, Lady Isabel Manners and Lowell Guinness had been married for about 15 years when Lady Isabel complains to her good friend Gloria that she just hated being at sea and asks Gloria to accompany her husband on their family yacht. You'd think wives through time would learn not to do this, but Lady Isabel says to Gloria, Oh, it's such a bore to me. Please be a darling and go entertain. Group captain Thomas Lowell Guinness was a member of Parliament and a member of the extended wealthy Guinness beer family. His branch of the family's fortune, however, was made in banking and real estate, not beer. Lowell was raised in the United States and England, educated at the Royal Military College in Sandhurst. He flies as a fighter pilot in the Battle of Britain during World War II. Lowell has enough money to pull this off. You ready for this, friends? When his driving was restricted by petrol rations, <laughs> Lowell Guinness just simply buys the petrol station near his aerodrome. That's one way to solve it, I suppose. And Lowell Guinness, y'all, lots of money. Here's another thing that Lowell does. He finances the purchase of the Calypso for famous ocean explorer Jacques Cousteau. After purchasing the Calypso, Lowell Guinness leases her to Jacques for one franc a year so he could make his movie, The Silent World, released in 1956. Lowell, kind of a famous dude. Let's look into his wives before Gloria for a moment. There were two of them. Lowell's first wife was the Honorable Joan Barbara Yard Buller, daughter of Third Lord Churston. Joan was a beautiful English aristocratic socialite and one of the bright young things. Lowell and Joan had a son together in 1931. Joan, however, begins an affair with Prince Ali Khan and leaves Lowell to marry Prince Ali Khan. Joan and Prince Ali marry in 1936, just days after her divorce from Lowell Guinness was granted. Joan and Prince Ali Khan have two sons, Prince Kareem, the current Aga Khan IV, and Prince Amin Muhammad Aga Khan. Joan and Prince Ali Khan divorced in 1949. After their divorce, Prince Ali Khan would go on to marry Rita Hayworth. Joan would marry John Seymour Barry, second Viscount Camrose. Lowell Guinness does marry for the second time in 1936 to Lady Isabel Violet Kathleen Manners, the daughter of John Manners, ninth Duke of Rutland. Lowell had three children when he married Gloria, Patrick Guinness, William Lowell Guinness, and Serena Belinda Lindy Guinness, fifth and last Marchioness of Dufferin and Ava. The Guinnesses were extraordinarily wealthy. 
Gloria and Lowell have multiple homes. They own a seven-story home in Paris, a villa in Switzerland, a stud farm in Normandy, an estate in Palm Beach named Gemini, so named because it faced the ocean on one side and Lake Worth on the other. There's a home in Acapulco. There's a suite at the Waldorf Towers in New York City as well. The Guinnesses also have a 350-ton yacht, and not one, not two, but three private jets. They would travel. (laughs) This is just amazing, y'all. They would travel from residence to residence with a full staff, including a valet, multiple chefs, and maids. They also famously never pack a bag. They never pack a suitcase when they travel. Instead, they simply just keep each of their homes fully stocked with clothing, jewelry, cosmetics, any other needs they may have. When asked about this, Gloria Guinness says, you don't have to waste time in customs and you don't have to declare anything. It's wonderful. So many people think it's difficult keeping all these homes, but I believe it's easier to keep five than one. You can't possibly spend 12 months at any one place. Gloria and Lowell do bop around with the jet set. They transfer locations and homes to wherever the season is at the moment. What a life, friends. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Gloria does have many notable lovers over the years. One of her most famous lovers was Alfred Cooper. We've heard about Duff Cooper, the first Viscount Norwich, and the British ambassador to France in previous Done and Done episodes. Remember, Duff Cooper was married to Lady Diana Cooper, a glamorous and fascinating social figure in her own right. Diana Cooper was the Edwardian it girl. Remember, a member of the Coterie, the high society group in Britain before the Bright Young Things. We have talked about Lady Diana in the Chateau de la Horizon episode. Now, Duff Cooper, Lady Diana's husband, was a notorious womanizer. But, I mean, Diana got around plenty, too. It is the country party house set, after all. But Duff Cooper, holy cats, really, really is into Gloria. He is quoted as saying of Gloria Guinness, I have never loved anybody physically so much or been so supremely satisfied. Good on them. Another bit of a spider web here, friends, that will connect... (laughs) How we get to a few things in the spider webs of the future. There is that one time in Gloria's life where her daughter married her stepson. This mother and daughter will marry father and son. We take you through this. At age 19, Gloria's daughter Dolores married her stepbrother Patrick Guinness in October 1955. The two have a seemingly happy marriage. They have three children. Sadly, Patrick Guinness dies in a car accident in Switzerland in 1965. After Patrick Guinness's death, 
Dolores falls in love with, wait for it, his half-brother. This would be his mother's son with her second husband. Dolores falls in love with Karim Aga Khan, and she had hoped to marry Karim, but it did not happen. Dolores becomes a socialite and fashion icon like her famous mother. The younger Guinness made the international best dress list several times and was photographed by the premier photographers of the day for Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, and Town and & Country. One further step down the spiderweb path here, Dolores and Patrick's youngest daughter, Victoria, will marry the oldest son of the Greek shipping magnate billionaire, Stavros Nikoros. Victoria and her husband had four children. What Gloria Guinness, though, herself is so often remembered for is her iconic style. She is quoted as saying, Chic? It's absolutely innate. I was born with it. Chic cannot be taught. Going one step further, Gloria does. Another one of her famous quotes, Elegance is in the brain as well as the body and in the soul. Jesus Christ is the only example we have of any one human having possessed all three at the same time. The famous couturier Balenciaga says about Gloria Guinness that she is the most elegant woman he ever dressed. Gloria Guinness is undoubtedly one of the most stylish and chic socialites of her time and really of all time. Gloria's style earns her the nicknames the Queen of Chic and the Ultimate. Gloria was placed on Vanity Fair's International Best Dress List in 1959, 1960-61-62-63. Gloria was frequently photographed for Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, and Women's Wear Daily by renowned photographers such as Cecil Beaton, Horst P. Horst, Richard Avedon, Slim Ahrens, and John Rawlings. Gloria was also painted by several artists, including Rene Bush, Kenneth Paul Block, and Alejo Vidal Quadras. We have heard about Vidal Quadras back in the Palm Beach Chronicles episodes. Gloria Guinness was the very first to wear and popularize Pucci Capri pants. Some of her other favorite designers, again, Balenciaga, of course, Elsa Schiaparelli, Christian Dior, Chanel, Hubert de Givenchy, Yves Saint Laurent, and Halston. Gloria will say, I love to look at women with good bones and good bodies in good clothes. So she's certainly well-dressed, designers love her, Where's Gloria bopping around to? It is true that Gloria was friends with many, many members of the Jet Set, the wealthy and socially prominent people of her day. Some of Gloria's most famous friends were the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, Truman Capote, Babe Paley, CZ Guest, Morella Agnelli, and Slim Keith. Gloria has an ongoing rivalry with her closest friend, Babe Paley. Two beautiful women, both hailed as swans in their day and beyond. It gets a little bit petty here. One year, when inviting the Paleys to vacation in the Mediterranean on their yacht, 
Gloria tells her friend Babe to only pack casual clothes because it's going to be relaxed the whole time. We have nothing big or fancy. We're just going to chill, Babe. (laughs) Babe, being a guest, does as Gloria Guinness suggests. Brings casual clothing. However, on that yacht the very first night, Gloria comes out of her cabin dressed in a beautiful gown and draped in jewels. Then Gloria suggested that they all go to a formal dinner party, and Babe had only the casual clothes that she was told to bring. It gets more petty, friends, so the following year, Babe, Paley, thinks she's going to outwit her friend Gloria this time, and Babe gets the same instructions. It's just going to be cash. (laughs) Babe's like, fool me once. Babe, this time, packs every bit of glamorous clothing she has, all of her jewels. She is not going to be outdone again. But this time, Gloria made sure that all of the meals and parties were very casual, very low-key, and held only on the yacht. Naturally, this year, Babe was overdressed and looked out of place, while everyone else on the yacht was comfortable and relaxed. Gloria Guinness was a guest at Truman Capote's Black and White Ball, the party of the century. During the ball, though, Gloria Guinness complained that she'd have to stay in bed the whole next day to recover from the... Not champagne, not food, not late night, but recover from the excessive weight of her diamond and ruby necklaces. Gloria Guinness never, ever, ever forgives Truman Capote after his Lakote Basque in 1965 was published. We will continue that particular story in a future episode. Gloria Guinness does pass away November the 8th, 1980, from a heart attack in Switzerland. Her official cause of death was a heart attack. However, due to her relatively young age and her good health, There have been rumors that perhaps Gloria did take her own life. The cause of this speculation apparently are comments made to her socialite friends about her despair about growing older and losing her beauty. Allegedly, Gloria Guinness made a comment at Babe Paley's funeral that Babe was the lucky one because she died while she was still beautiful. Investigators, there is no hard evidence to support these rumors and Gloria Guinness's official cause of death has always been a heart attack. Gloria is buried in the Bois de Vos Cemetery in Lausanne, Switzerland, next to her husband Lowell, who passed away eight years before Gloria. Gloria Guinness, what a story. She really is a testament to reinvention over and over again and looked good doing it. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today for the tale of this High Society Swan. We will be back next Monday, your Dunday, with another of the High Society Six. You can always get more to your done and done journey over at patreon.com. And until then, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have such tremendous gratitude for you, for your support of Done and Done in all the ways, for listening, for sharing Done and Done with your friends, your kind reviews, and your emails too. I am so grateful that you have joined me on this podcast journey. And until we meet again, stay curious and keep on investigating. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone at gmail.com. 
You can follow us on Instagram at Done and Done Podcast. For further information about our episodes or sources, you can find us online at www.doneanddone.com. See you next week, friends.